Has a chainsaw ever surprised you? <laughs> yeah, re- I don't know if it's, it was the chainsaw or if it was myself, but I'm surprised every time the bar nuts fall off or the you know the chain you throw a chain or every time I put the chains the chain on backwards maybe <laughs> yeah when you when it's not cutting and that you, never happens you i've never done that you can figure out why it's not cutting yeah, yeah. i mean it, i've been surprised multiple times with the chainsaw in my hand uh, yeah absolutely yeah any uh, any any big story or any particular situation come to mind oh I mean, well, the last time it happened to me, I really made a fool of myself um, with the, you know, the classic move of dumping, dumping fuel down your back. And it was the, the social situation that made it funnier. Um, yeah. Was that just a fuel cap, just not getting on right kind of thing? Yeah. You know, fueling, fueling the saw at the jump spot and whether... I'd like to blame inoperable caps, but I can't say that it wasn't just me not putting it on right. Um, sure. But yeah, yeah I throw the saw over my shoulder and hike up to the fire and tie in with people that I would like to make a good first impression on. And the first thing they noticed is that there's a bunch of oil on my <laughs> all down my back. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say I've never been there, but uh, I think uh, I have and plenty of others have as well, for sure. Well, good. Uh, that's what we're talking about today, uh, chainsaws. Uh, this is the Wildland Fire Lessons Learned Center podcast. I'm Alex Victoria. I'm the field operations specialist here at the Lessons Learned Center. And the other dude over there is Travis Dotson. Travis, who are you? I work at the Lessons Learned Center as well. My, my title is analyst. Okay. You analyze. I, and we're going to yeah. talk about some analysis here shortly. Um, here we are. It's uh, in the midst of fire season 2016. Um, we are almost halfway through uh, Dirty August. Hashtag Dirty August. Um, give us some data, Travis. Where are we at this season for for uh, incidents involving chainsaws? Um, we are... Well, that's one of the things I, I realized yesterday that um, comparatively we're, we're a little bit above uh, where we've been in the past. Um, And again, I have to qualify all this stuff. It could be that we're just getting really good at reporting or it could be that we're um, focused, really focused right now on certain hot topics, if you will, Uh, chainsaws and um, fuel geysers in particular are, are... on our radar, on everybody's radar, just not, um, because there's been some high-profile instances. But by the numbers that answer your question, um, we're at, oh, I think right now we've got a total of, oh, I don't have those numbers right up, but we were somewhere in the neighborhood of um, 50 reported incidents so far this year. Um, is that right? Um, and... 17% of those are uh, chainsaw ops, categorized as chainsaw ops. Another, <laughs> for what it's worth, when you combine those with dr- driving, just chainsaws and driving this year, we're at f- uh, those account for nearly half of all the reports we've gotten this year. Okay, so, so what does that mean compared to years past? 
Um, where, where, where might you expect those kind of numbers to be in a norm? In a the the five year average for the past um, 2010 through 2015, I guess that'd be six years. Um, was that that usually settles out if you combine those two driving and chainsaw, which are always which are always big, um, but the combination of those usually sit at about 30, 35 percent, and so okay, um, we're above. Sure, and whether that's a if that's a real representation of what's happening, or if that's just what we're focused on for one reason or another, and that's the those are the kind of reports we're getting. And by the end of the year, the numbers are going to be different. Sure, sure. You know, there's a lot of reporting to be done between now and uh, December. Yeah, when the snow comes, it will come. Um, so, all that said, we've got some numbers. You've got you know maybe a, a couple of lessons that start to emerge out of what we've seen this season and in season past in seasons past. Um, what uh, what's the big message for folks out there in the woods um, right now? Um, well, w- w- what struck me about it what, right away was just um, that the minute the minute you pick up a chainsaw, you're in a new um, you're in a new realm. You've just taken on more exposure, mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing that I I was thinking back to the times that I pick up a chainsaw. I don't see it that way in the moment. I don't. I don't see running a saw as putting me in a new level of risk or whatever. I just, right. I, it's just a tool. It's sure. just something we use. But the thing is, it's a it's a small motor <laughs> running a sharp chain, mm-hmm. and and then what we do with it um, is is also another level of exposure. I mean, falling trees is. When you look at all the chainsaw incidents that we, you know, that we have, um, the past seven years, forty-two percent of chainsaw ops reports are hit by tree. Okay. Instances. What does that mean? What is what's a hit by tree report? It's a report where somebody got hit by a tree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now it is it is interesting if if I can see if I can't mess this up or make it unclear. Of all the hit by tree reports that we get, half of them, and this is pretty steady. It's always you know a couple percentage points on either on on either side, but half of them do not involve a chainsaw. Okay, so that's just people out mopping up, hiking, uh, driving. Even people get hit by trees while they're driving down the road. Right, that happens. Okay. Um, and so, but the other half of them involve chainsaw ops. Okay. So when you look at just chainsaw ops reports, <laughs> almost half of those are hit by tree. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them are um, getting cut by the chainsaw. That, sure. That's actually the next most common report. And then um, the, the rising star <laughs> is these um, fuel geyser instances. Sure. Burn. Okay. Not always burn injuries. Yep. But the high profile ones are burn injuries. Right. What's a just for those of you know out there who've never heard the term uh, fuel geyser before? What sum that up for us if you can? What's what's a fuel geyser? <laughs> when you open your tank, your fuel tank, and mm-hmm. fuel sprays everywhere. Right. Um, you know, really far. Mm-hmm. I think one of the ones most recently was I don't know. There was eight feet, eight foot spray to where the ignition source was or something like that. So basically you've got, you know, 
soft fuel, which is very obviously flammable, spraying out. And if it comes in contact with a heat source, whether that's the the muffler on the saw, right, or um, open flame, mm-hmm. um, then it ignites. And usually, when fuel sprays everywhere, it gets on some of it gets on the Sawyer or the Swamper, right. And when fuel ignites, it burns. Yeah. That's a bad deal. Super bad deal. Yeah. Um, and not every fuel geyser incident reported to us results in a burn injury. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's recognized now as, you know, a big enough deal that people are reporting just the instance of fuel spraying everywhere, even though nobody got hurt. Or, right. Um, but Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just I think the, the the kind of the big message is chainsaws. Remember that chainsaws are. <laughs> I don't know how to. Some people would take exception to saying chainsaws are dangerous. It's it's a, sure you know it's a near and dear argument for a lot of people that no 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 saws aren't dangerous uh, you know. Chainsaw operators are dangerous, mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, that's obviously uh, a touchy subject with some folks. But the the bottom line is, I think there's an added level of exposure that we take on, not just because you know now you have a spinning sharp chain near you um, and fuel, and you're doing you know cutting big trees down or whatever. There's it's just another level of uh, of exposure that we take on. Sure. Um, just like driving. Sure. So what do you say to the saw operator out there who's, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe somebody who's on a hotshot crew um, and has been running a saw for years and has maybe literally never had um, never had something bad to ha- happen to them? What's the what, what is your data? What is this season's experiences? What is last, you know, five or seven years? What's the message to that saw operator? Is there one? I think there's several, <laughs> you know, there's the, there's the, the most, uh, common kind of folklore around complacency, mm-hmm. that confidence can very easily become complacent. And I don't know if I, I for whatever reason, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of complacency or maybe the way that we, we talk about it as if it's, um, aberrant. As mm-hmm. if it's not normal. Sure, right. You know, I think that's just, I drive differently now than I did when I was 16. Right. Time on tasks. Sure. Yeah. It affects your perception of, and, yeah, and risk and hazard for sure. But but there is something to be said that, that comfort can be dangerous. Sure. You know, um, and and if, if you're a fan of the, the slide tray view of the world Mm -hmm. that you know that Sawyer that you're describing is just building you know positive 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 all the stuff Mm -hmm. having not had hits or right near hits Mm -hmm. um, is is potentially a disservice sure Um, but um, and then the other thing is something's changed sure what do you mean Something has changed. We didn't used to have the fuel geysers mm-hmm. that, that that didn't happen. It was just at least it wasn't reported, which makes me feel like I don't feel like at, all of a sudden 
we just decided to start reporting these things. Right. You know, and I know there's all kinds of drama around uh, the manufacturer because it, you know, it's one type of saw and whether or not the fuel caps are to blame because they've changed fuel caps and all mm-hmm. that stuff, which puts us into this whole dilemma of an engineering fix or the agency responsibility versus bad saw operators and sure. making that a black and white argument, you know, mm-hmm. as if it's one or the other. Um, right. Um, and 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 the dilemma that comes along with, well... We put the video out, and it tells people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we told them. Yeah, we told them. We, we told them. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And the people on the other end going, hey, this is, there's something wrong. This shouldn't be happening. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Can't you just get in the laboratory and fix it? Right, exactly. Um, and all the while, everybody has the expectation that on Division Delta, somebody's going to pull cord. Yeah. Today. Rope a dope. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. there's somebody's going to, somebody's cutting right now. Yep. As you and I sit here in this office <laughs> in our shorts and flip flops, uh, <laughs> drinking coffee. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's out there. Somebody's doing what, what uh, we have long since forgotten how to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's, I mean, just a little more on this fuel geyser thing here. Again, what, you know, um, is the message as simple as, um, don't believe it. Don't believe your slides. It can happen to you. You can be, I mean, yeah, I think that how gets, do you say it? It gets overused that, you know, if everybody says um, when they're the ones that it has just happened to. Right. They say, oh, yeah, I just never thought it would happen to me until it did. So make, you know, believe it can happen to you. But that's kind of, we've been saying that for a long time. Right. I'm not convinced that I've never heard somebody tell me that and me walk away going, you know what? You're right. It can happen. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And then go actually do something different. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I've toyed with the idea of um, be afraid to open your, um, the fuel tank on your saw. Right. Just because it gets people kind of, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of things. People say, well, you know, don't be afraid of the saw or don't be afraid of the horse or don't be afraid of the tree, but have a healthy respect. Mm-hmm. And um, and maybe that's just a – maybe we just don't like the idea of being afraid. But when you look down at the – you're running the saw and for whatever reason, you're going to open the fuel cap. Mm-hmm. That moment, that's the moment that – you're making a much more crucial decision than decision than you realize you are. Right. In, in, in especially in certain instances. Yeah. Which seems weird because of all the, all the, uh, um, all the hazard that maybe operating a saw presents. You you might might assume that, uh, you know, filling it full of gas is just a, that's a routine thing and it's no big deal. And just I've done this. I mean, there's folks out there who've done it, a, you know, thousands of times and. Uh, and, and had no bad outcome. So, yeah, it is kind of a funny thing to think but, about that opening the fuel tank might be the <laughs> the thing that gets you. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, that's hard to train because you've just, you've done that so many times, like you said. And literally, I think the physical, the way the saws are set up. Right. I mean, we've all done that motion, right? Where you've got us, yeah. yeah. 
you just it's so easy to flip the to flip that saw over and there the caps are looking at you you're looking down at them yep they're looking right up at you yep, both of and them and <laughs> whether you're just going to pop it real quick to vent it mm-hmm. you know just cuz you think it's vapor locked or you just want to see how much fuel's in there mm-hmm. um it's it physically it's possible to do that with very little thought especially sure. when you've built muscle memory mm-hmm. that is just and you know, we all get that feeling when we when the saw kind of feels like an extension of our arm, and it's just you know you feel like you're in the zone or something like that. That's and, a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then that being part of that zone, you know, maybe the zone's not always <laughs> the greatest thing. Yeah. You right. Want. And and somehow getting that message out there that opening that fuel cap is potentially a bad deal as evidenced by a number of people in the freaking you know burn center right yeah um like yeah it's scary it's scary and and um whether it's trying to retrain your whole process you know i was thinking about so okay if i was running a crew what would i be doing what would i be telling my folks and whether it's hey I mean, one of the one of the early instances we had of this happening, um, it was just a fuels crew that it, that it happened to, and their suggested fix, their change on their crew because they had somebody get sprayed in the eyes, and luckily it was only fuel in their eyes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not. They were out doing project work. Is yeah. That right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I I, I don't want to diminish that. It's only when you when you compare it to the person that got flames in their lungs, right? Because fuel sprayed into their face and into their mouth and, and down their throat, down yeah. their throat. Um, yeah. I mean, that's horrific. Yeah. It's horrific. And, and, but anyway, back to this fuels crew, mm-hmm. their suggestion, what their internal fix was, have pack a rag in the saw kit mm-hmm. and it's just standard practice to throw the rag over the top of the cap when you open it right um and that was that wasn't a a solution we generated right that's just somebody out there in the field doing what we do best which is <laughs> generating to solutions right um, to things we're going to encounter mm-hmm. um and hopefully, yeah, eventually we're going to get to a point where this isn't a big issue. But between now and then, right? Like I said, tomorrow in Division Delta, man, somebody's pulling cord, mm-hmm. um, and um, they're going to have to refuel, right? And so um, that back to if I was running a crew, man, that'd be really tempting to say, look, this is how we do things on this crew. Mm-hmm. We put a rag over the top of the fuel mm-hmm. and that's just one more thing that you have to tell people hey if i see you yeah right <laughs> if i see you opening the fuel tank without a rag on top of it right you're gonna be pushing the ground <laughs> sure i yeah. mean well on my crew anyway <laughs> maybe that's not how things go these days but yeah um that's one that's one approach mm-hmm. um you know the other one is just trying to convince you know 20 year olds to <laughs> mm-hmm. to be cautious good luck with that yeah exactly uh, i know when i was running a saw yeah yeah so yeah it's it's back to that that dilemma that the message of it i don't 
I, for some reason, I hesitate to say be afraid to open your fuel tank, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> uh, be cautious. And, okay. Um, and the more standardized you can make your practice, the more likely you are to just do it in every instance rather than certain instances that need mm-hmm. it. Yep. The power of habit there, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Travis, thanks for your time. Thanks for your views. Uh, we'll hear from you more uh, down the road. Um, for those of you out there, if you've got a comment on this, a question, let us know. Uh, leave a comment for us. Be sure to share this podcast with all your homies. Check us out at wildfirelessons.net. Uh, the reports that Travis referenced are in the Incident Review Database. If you've never been there, check it out. It's right uh, one of the top menus there in the gray bar, the Incident Review Database. That's where all the reports we get go. Um, if you want to get email updates from us, check us out on the homepage, wildfirelessons.net. And uh, if you want to see when new reports get posted, when Two More Chains gets uh, produced and released, hit the What's New button, subscribe there. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook, we do the Twitter, and we've got a YouTube channel. Just search for Wildfire Lessons uh, Center, Wildfire Lessons Learn Center, excuse me, uh, in any of those platforms. Um, if you got something you want to chat about, let us know in the comments below. Another issue you want us to talk about, a question you have, again, leave us a comment and uh, we'll try to get to it. Thanks very much for your time. Have a great day.